20th of February 2024 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Gal. And we're going to do a shorter episode because we haven't really played anything new because a bunch of stuff comes out soon that yeah. we're interested in. Yeah. Um, I'm almost finished Baldur's Gate 3. That's about all I've been doing. Uh, I'm... I've just been playing Tekken. So <laughs> yeah. Like... Playing a bunch of demos for a video that inevitably will come out at some point once I figure out how to do fucking video editing. God damn it. Um, but we wanted to do something because of all of the Xbox stuff from, well, the week before you're listening to this, um, and kind of talk about what happened because a lot happened and then not a lot happened and then yeah, there's like a lot. Of there's subtext a lot of a lot of very overblown things happened and that was kind yeah, of and then there's some subtext in there which is interesting going forward. So we should talk about what was the people thought was going to happen and then what actually happened. So yeah. basically, about two weeks ago, there was a lot of rumours going around that Starfield was going to come to a Xbox exclusive Bethesda game, Xbox PC exclusive Bethesda game is going to yeah. come to other platforms, um, which started a fucking wildfire in Xbox communities and people who care about that stuff. People um, who still think the console war exists. like that. People think Those it's still running. Who... Yeah, all this kind yeah. of stuff. Um and started a furore, and then some more reporting came out that more games are going to become non-exclusive. And then eventually, tail end of last week, we got a mess. Uh, Phil Spencer made a statement that was like, "Hey, we're putting a thing out next Thursday or the Thursday before you're hearing this, yeah. um, that will ex- that will address all of these concerns." Um, so a lot of people were talking about, it. and it was called like an update on the. I don't have the exact tweet in front of me. Xbox something... business update or something yeah, like that? Yeah, updates on the... the Xbox business, which when you see a statement like that, it's like, hey, you're about to get fired if you see it in like an email or something like that. And you're like, oh, shit. But... Yeah, updates, updates on the Xbox business is yeah. the name of the podcast. So, yeah. so um, people were naturally like, oh, here we go. And is Xbox... So then, so then you see that notification and it's like, okay, is this Xbox getting out of the hardware game? Is yeah, this Xbox. This is the this is the assumption is that the Xbox that had been, spent so long buying devs mm-hmm. that they were gonna get out of the hardware game because they don't make a lot of money off of hardware and just ship their various developer goods out to other platforms because that's way easier to make money off of. Yep. Um, and it was like there was a period of time in the week before it happened where all of the the news uh, the the buzz and like word around was that like starfield is definitely going to playstation yep. like that was what was happening Wait, which... everybody was like okay sure and like, people were freaking out about it but then like a day before the announcement i was talking to someone and someone they were like oh yeah no it's not anymore and we're like what like at that point i was like okay i've got no idea what the fuck they're actually gonna announce at this point yeah. if they're if 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 it's flipped so quickly from starfield's definitely going to playstation 2 no the fuck it's not i have no idea what they're gonna say at that point like yeah. it's that there could be anything in there and a lot of these rumors were coming from people who are in the know who have connections to this stuff or have previously yeah. reported on this stuff well um or have been correct in their guesses or whatever it is. So that was kind of thing. And then the update comes out and it is basically like, so the actual news that came out of it, four games coming to uh, other platforms. They haven't specifically yep. said which platforms, but other platforms. They are not, it's not Starfield and uh, Indiana Jones, which was the thing they said. No, which is the two things that people thought it was going to be. Yeah. They specifically didn't say which games are coming, except immediately... Mm. Tom Warren from The Verge, Stephen Tillo from Axios were like, it's Pentiment, it's Hi-Fi Rush, it's Grounded, and it is Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Those are the four games. Um, Game Pass isn't going away. Games will be coming day one to Game Pass for the future. They are releasing more hardware. It was the first thing, thing, or one of the first things that Phil Spencer said when they asked him about it on the podcast, and basically the statement was, Xbox isn't going anywhere. Like, it's not... 
This yep. wasn't the plan. And yeah, yep. it was it seems like it was something got overblown and then spread around. Yeah. Was... Um they're still making hardware. There's more hardware coming soon. Uh Game Pass will not come to other platforms. And that was kind of it. That was kind of the yeah. the, the news items that kind of hit all the things that people they were, wanted they were to see. Pushing, yeah, they were pushing the idea that uh, Xbox isn't going anywhere. They're it, they are working really hard on everything, whether that be like Game Pass or cloud saving or cross saving or streaming or all these things. Like they're not nothing is nothing is going anywhere. Is yeah. the answer? That's the they're not getting out of hardware. They're still doing exclusives, all of this kind of stuff. Now that's the actual news bit. And then there's all the implications and stuff around what was said on this. Also, to be clear, it says podcast. This is like a scripted business communication. This is like yeah. this is as, and we'll I'll 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 come back to the the, the setup of this thing because I think the setup is actually super interesting um, mm-hmm. about how they've done this. But it was like a video that they put out on the official Xbox channel. That was it was really funny because I was I was I was trying to find it and I like mm-hmm. looked everywhere and everywhere was like oh it's it's on the Xbox channel yeah and when you when I was when I was checking it on YouTube mm-hmm. there were a bunch of channels that were live yep. being like live reaction and discussion about blah 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 and I was I, and I I double checked on my phone and I was like no they've definitely said this is just a podcast like yep. it's I don't even know if there's going to be a video like it might just be a podcast that gets released on like RSS feeds yeah. or whatever and it was but not no, yeah sure enough, sure enough it is just like a round table yeah. podcast discussion for like 20 minutes it was but... not like a YouTube premiere it was not a live stream no it was like it was just, it was just they made, on the channel they made a video public and then that was it mm-hmm. um so yeah so the, the actual news is basically not much right like all of this stuff kind of got over it seems like it got overblown it seems like people missed some stuff or or something happened again i think we'll get back to what potentially was happening there based on other reporting um but yeah there's basically not a lot of news starfield isn't coming indiana jones isn't coming is these four games and then there's a bunch of stuff about like the direction of xbox which i think is is the interesting stuff um so yeah, that was that was that was the whole thing. So the actual interesting thing I think is is all of the other stuff that's around it, right? So there so there's two things. There's the podcast and then um The Verge, Tom Warren at The Verge got an interview with Phil Spencer where he asked a bunch of his own questions, which actually has a bunch of really interesting answers that goes further, I think. For stuff like um he asked specifically like, "Hey, it's these four games." are you open to other games like Starfield coming out? And the quote from Spencer is, I don't think as an industry, sorry, I don't think we should as an industry ever rule out a game going to any other platform. We're focused on these four games and learning from this experience, which says to me, yeah, like, yeah, like a PS5 version of Starfield probably exists. They're just holding it and waiting for a time to do it. Um, And I think that's the other part. I think that kind of gets to the core of, why I thought some of this was interesting, right? Is that you're they saw the reaction for two weeks. Yeah. Of I would call them fans, but I don't think they're fans. I think they're just insane. But like they saw a reaction to a, an exclusive for this platform that you've invested a bunch of time and money in is going to other platforms and they saw the pushback from the more vocal members of their community, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then you you start to do the thinking of how do we message this in a way? So like the first thing that comes out and says, hey, ain't Starfield. Okay, cool. That eliminates that entire thing. But then you go into the areas where people of that type are less likely to read like a Verge interview. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah we're not yeah. closing anything off. Like we're not saying no. And the fact that they're not saying no suggests suggest to me, yes, immediately that's going to happen. Well, not immediately, but that is going to happen at some point. So, like, you're trying to, Mike, so much of this video, podcast, whatever, is about trying to hold two ideas in your head at the same time and them not gelling, right? In multiple different Mm -hmm. ways, right? They are saying, it's only these four games, we're trying this out. These games are, like, not end of life, but, like, have reached caps in their communities that are beginning to open up into other places. See if the yeah, the second that right, the second that list came out from Totello and all those places, everybody looked at that list and went, "Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like that is the there. There are four games that were from 
Microsoft First Party Studios, but not Microsoft themselves. Yep. They were put out on Xbox that then there's no reason they shouldn't be on other stuff other yep. than their their like developer Microsoft things. So they might as well try it. Yep. And see yeah, if he's great example of that, like totally amazing thing that is uh, only going to benefit from more people playing more it. eyes and stuff like that yeah um, totally. they talk a lot during the video about crossplay and all this kind of stuff like that was going to be the thing as well which is like are you going to put sea of thieves out on other platforms and then lock them to, not lock them but like not add actual crossplay right like so that yeah the, the current xbox community can't play with the ps5 community can't play with the switch the switch is an interesting one because like people are filling in the blank of other platforms to ps5 and switch which I think is an insane thing to do because PS5, yes, because those hardware, the hardware is basically identical. Switch is not going to run Sea of Thieves, right? It's just not. Which no. means that any of these games, maybe Pentiment aside, is going to be streaming, right? To If, if it's going to come out in Switch, it's going to be a cloud streaming thing, right? So, like, that's a different, like, that is a different thing as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if you ever tried any of the cloud streaming stuff on Switch. No, like I, think, I have not. So I tried the Resident Evil 2, I think it was. They put out a demo of that thing on Switch for cloud streaming. Fucking sucks. It's bad. And I have good internet, great Wi-Fi in my house. I was right next yeah. to a router. It was. It sucked. It was really bad. Um, oh, and also it was going to be 60 quid at launch. And you're like, no, that's not. No, that's... Yeah. Stop it. Um... So yeah, so like they're those four games make sense. But then you've got them saying things like Game Pass is never coming to any other platform. We're still gonna do day one exclusives, all Microsoft stuff's still gonna come out day one on, on Game Pass, all of the stuff they've been saying for a while. Where at the same time they are also saying the future of Xbox is you being able to play on every device all the time. Yep. Every device has to be able to play Xbox games. And the only way you can you can square that circle is with cloud streaming, right? Because you're entirely in control of, for a number of reasons, I think, and this is where you start to get really technical with it, for a number of reasons, that's the only way this makes sense, right? It means you don't have to, um, from a very technical perspective, you don't have to create a PS5 version of a game, right? You're just, you create a video player that runs on the PS5. You create a shell or whatever, and then it just runs off of it. You don't have to list every game individually on PlayStation PS5, which means that Sony don't take a 30% cut of every game that they sell. Yep. Um, it means you can create one platform and, like, theoretically get it to run on a bunch of other things because the video player's a video player's a video player. Like, there's a bunch of stuff in there that that is the only way you, you get to do that, right? Yeah, which totally. is a, yeah. Which the, is... The, where, anything where you don't have to interact with the Sony, like, store base or whatever, yeah, it's just exactly. run off of a video player is exactly what they're looking for. Exactly, right? And it's and that, that is a different beast than these games are coming to other platforms right um and again you look into one of the things i i I noted here was when they were talking about other platforms and all that kind of stuff twice and i counted twice uh, spencer said use the word entitlements specifically around specifically around like there's it's talking about the benefits of of playing stuff on xbox and one of the benefits he kept saying a couple of times was like that you get entitlements to the Xbox and PC version when you buy a game on Xbox to play anywhere thing, right? Entitlements is the most business ass of business words, but it's a very specific word, right? It's not you now own a copy of this game. It no, is you have, you're now allowed to use this. You have you are entitled to play this game, and buying entitles suggests also that that entitlement can be removed, right? That's yeah. why it's mm-hmm. an entitlement. Um, there's also like business definitions of that word, but I don't think they're particularly important. I think the use of the word entitlement here is very specific. Um, and then you talk, you look further on, and there's a whole section of the video about preservation, game preservation, right? I, I think that again, a lot of people very rightly are like, if you're moving everything to cloud streaming, how are we going to do game preservation, right? How are we going to like, yeah, if you don't have physical the bits on a desk. This is yeah, this has been the conversation to. for a while, yeah, about streaming. Yeah. yeah. Um and he basically didn't answer the question or no, or answered so. the question in a way that's like preservation or the ability to play the backwards compatibility is very important to Xbox is the short version of the statement that he said, which does not 
which again to me reads as streaming right like there's no way they're gonna like the the put your original xbox discs into your xbox one thing that they did yeah that's yeah, never yeah. happening again you're never no putting that's a, not gonna happen no. you're not putting a, a xbox one disc into your xbox two the the, the, the backlash that came out around the terrible marketing of the xbox one yep. that caused them to backtrack on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. isn't gonna happen anymore because people are a lot more accepting of the stuff that they were gonna do yeah, yeah. so it's now just and now they're just gonna probably have the position to force it and just be like nah this is what happens they were they were just doing it on a series x for a while or a series s for a while they were just too early xbox they were just too early like when was the last time you bought a physical disc for a console for your ps5 uh i mean it'll be rebirth that'll be the next time that i'll be is that like a collector's edition thing or like a no, special edition? just regular. I, okay. I, I, I don't know. It depends entirely on price. If it's if it's the same price on the store, I might just download it. But fair enough. But that's the thing. Like we're now in a position where I can't remember the last time I bought a disc. Right? I will just buy a yeah. thing on the store. And oh yeah, and, most and most shit I buy off of Steam. Yeah, that's the... yeah, uh, or the PlayStation Store, or whatever. Like the world yeah. that they were talking about has come to pass. It's just a case of they were just too early and freak people out with it and didn't yeah. weren't weren't um, friendly enough to uh, kind of gradually people over to that world right they were just like no yeah. fuck you you're, you're one hour of xbox if you lose internet all that kind of shit and it was just like eh, no they were just too early but the world that they are talking about has come to pass right that is yes, a digital absolutely. first thing but you're still which has all the downsides of that right look at sony last month who killed uh their digital store for people who got again digital entitlements to sony movies when they bought yeah Blu-rays. yeah just killed it just like no mm-hmm. you don't get a, you don't get a refund you don't get credit you don't get anything just, ah, you can't do that anymore fuck you uh look at what happened with crunchyroll uh this mm-hmm. week or last week or whatever it was when they bought they bought funimation right it was not the other way around or they acquired funimation yeah they acquired funimation yeah Funimation um, no longer exists anything you bought from the funimation store bought paid money for not as part of the streaming thing yeah you're not getting any more fuck you like that is that's that's why companies want to move to this thing not to save costs on discs it's because it means they can revoke this stuff and not yeah licenses um hills piracy in one go um well not really but close enough um that's the world we're going to be in right stuff leaves game pass regularly Stuff cycles leaves. out, and yeah. Um, Steam's about the only one that that happens relatively rarely, and if it is, it's for relatively decent reasons. I yeah, mean, I think, yeah. When stuff starts disappearing off of Steam, it's a big deal. Like think about two weeks ago or whatever when uh, Spec Ops: The Line disappeared from Steam. Right? Like people, yep. there were there was stuff written being like, "What the fuck happened to this yep. thing?" Like it's yep, yeah, yep. it's a big um, deal when stuff leaves Steam. Yes. Um. So yeah. So this this is the problem with stuff like game pass with stuff that is digital only with streaming specifically right because streaming's even easier you just you 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 toggle a flag in the database and suddenly the game's gone right yeah um which is the price you're paying for not paying for games quote unquote not paying for games um so yeah so as far as i can tell like they are talking they, they continue to talk a big game about how important backwards compatibility is and all of this kind of stuff one it's very much down to studios look at spec up the line and the other one is that means streaming that is not a hardware hardware emulation of these things is is going the fuck away um which is a, a choice I, I think a lot of that stuff yeah like, absolutely. i think if people are serious the backwards compatibility stuff gets overblown like i know microsoft themselves i think put out numbers afterwards that was like it's we did this thing and it means that people who want to play 360 games can play them not a lot of people did considering the install base and that's kind of what I expected is like, yeah, like people will rant and rave about this thing quite correctly and be like, why mm-hmm. I, I should be able to do this. I should be able to have access to this thing. But then not a lot of people actually will, but the people who will, the people who do really care about it. Right. Like this is yeah. why for me, this is why the, like the Silent Hill 2 remake is, makes me really, really unhappy is because I would not give a shit if bloober remade that game if i could play that original game but you can't 
it's impossible to do yeah, it without if it doing was, some... if it was easy to play that game, there's you have to go through so many weird hoops to... Yeah. yeah. You basically have to pirate the game. Like, that is the only way you can do yeah, it. Yeah, at this you, point, yeah. You, you try to do it the right way, and it's impossible or extortionally expensive or both. Um, and now they're just... Why would you want to do that when you've got this new version, which is essentially a different game? It's just... That's the kind of thing. That's where you start to get into weird things. But anyway, so that's the kind of stuff they're talking about in there where it's they're solving a lot they're going to try and apply this hammer to a lot of different nails oh as far absolutely as I can tell. yeah yeah like they have this technology they are the it benefits them so much that they wouldn't not like exactly this. yeah um their thing i'll just briefly mention before going on to my point here is that like they talk about the layoffs in the video in a yeah. way that made me really uncomfortable um oh yeah yeah the i'm trying to get the actual quote here because i've got the transcript from the video up um so they were talking about basically like the the question is essentially like how do we keep up with the industry uh how, how does xbox keep on in the industry i think the tiamini um who again i'll get to that in a second um so she says so i think a lot of people so I think I think a lot of people think about 2023 as this incredible year for gaming in a lot of ways it was. Some really amazing releases we all enjoyed. But what were the signals behind the scenes that maybe indicated how we want to look at the future of Xbox and how we keep out the industry was the question. And Spencer's response is, I think as people who care about the industry, which I assume is the people watching this video, it was an amazing year. Yep. Uh, some of the games will stand the test of time, blah, blah, blah. But it's an industry that didn't really grow. And what happens to an industry that doesn't grow? You end up with some job eliminations, which we had. We even had to our own hard decisions to make about building a sustainable business for ourselves. But in no way were we alone in that. Which is like, this is the reason why everyone's doing it, is because everyone can point at everyone else and go like, they're doing it. Like, it's not, yeah. like, we don't suck. Like, everyone's doing it. It's the economy. Um, When you think about healthy industry, I want players who believe that they will find the best games on the platforms that they love fuck you <laughs> like that's the yeah, only reaction to yeah. that thing like the first point that they make there is like we're doing this so that people can continue to play great games like no fuck you no, you made bad business decisions yeah and now you want to bump your profits because you're a corporation so you eliminate however many people they eliminated however many thousands of people it was they eliminated they then go on and you read it next sentence i want people to invest their careers in working here to feel like this is a place they can be successful what <laughs> You yeah. just fired a thousand of them. Like, yeah, you did. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Um, and that is, uh, and then finish, follow on. Uh, and that really is down to being part of an industry that is growing. Uh, I think there's an amazing set of games. I've cropped a bit here. I think there's an amazing set of games coming in 2044, but if we don't get to growing as an industry, the industry will struggle. And today there is a really two choices in how you grow this industry. Do you say, I have a fixed number of players, the players we have today, and we have today. And do I find new ways to monetize those players to get more money from them? Or do you think about how I expand the business I have by finding new players and adding those to the base of players they already play? Our focus in the last decade has really been on that latter point of how do we make sure Xbox is growing? Blah, 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 blah. It will put Xbox in a position to be very strong for years and decades to come. Again, this is the two sides of the coin they're trying to have. They're trying to have cake and eat it at the same time, right? They're yeah. They are yeah. saying their business here is... We want to get Xbox games on all of the platforms that exist, but also it's just these four, and we're not talking about any further plans. And you're just like, and we're also building like the hardware stuff. I kind of put to one side because like the hardware thing makes sense. Like I think that the do you remember God, what did they even call them? Was it Steam PCs, Steam boxes, Steam valves? The, what the fuck were they called? Like the Steam the, branded the little... PCs that you would get. Oh God, I don't know. Not the links, not the the not the links. The actual like yeah, branded, like the actual Alienware PCs. Had, I can't Alienware remember. had one. Yeah. Asus had one. Oh god! Yeah, let's find out. Hang on. Yeah, you keep talking. Whatever they were, out. but but like Steam, way before the de the Steam Deck and all this kind of stuff. Steam they built Steam OS and were like, we are licensing this to a bunch of companies for them to make small, powerful PCs that can run Steam games that are designed to integrate with Steam exceptionally well, right? Oh, it was. It was literally a Steam machine. That's what Steam it was machines. called. That's what they were called. Steam machine. It was some mechanical. Yeah. Steam machines, right? You look at that and you're like, that makes total sense. That doesn't affect, that's only a benefit for Steam. It's designed to work in that ecosystem. Like, it makes a lot of sense. In the same way, Xbox putting, continuing to put out Xboxes for people who don't want to deal with PCs, total fucking sense. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. of course yeah, you're going to do that. 
the problem then not the problem the the question then becomes how many do you put out and what form factors are they if i was to take a guess which i would do as a business considering the what xbox has i would put out two machines i would put out the equivalent of a, of a series x a powerful on device yeah. it plays everything locally style machine and i'd put out a roku stick or a fire stick that does streaming. game streaming exceptionally yeah. well that partners with your xbox controller all this kind of stuff like those are the machines you put out right um that's so of course they're going to do new hardware and i think the hardware only benefits them provided they can make the hardware cost effective which who knows at this point um so like so at that point it's everything else and again you cannot you cannot hold we want them everywhere but we don't want to give away starfield and and indiana jones right i think starfield is also a bad example like starfield is a bad example because like that game if that game comes out tomorrow on ps5 is it going to sell copies probably not because everyone knows what that thing is at this point yeah right? like it's not a good it's not a good bethesda game it's not it's not a new fallout it's not whatever like it's generally not considered to be a very good game is it going to sell copies who knows like it's starfield is symbolic in a way of like this was one of the great big hopes for xbox exclusivity that a lot of xbox people could hold over playstation and all that kind of stuff um, yeah so i get why they're not doing that and again the indiana jones thing maybe there's licensing stuff in there maybe they're just considering that like they're considering to me they are now considering that indiana jones, indiana jones game to be a tentpole release like it seems like it yeah um, to the point where they're not doing it or they'll do it a year later or whatever it is um it's just it's you can't do that right you can't you can't have both of these things running at the same time and have it make sense it just it feels like they're so trying to um they're trying to placate their community while also making the correct business decision for them and i don't get it (laughs) i don't understand how they're doing this and they're saying they're saying it that's the that's the bit that really gets me is they are saying these sentences out loud. They're not implying it. They are saying both of these sentences. And I don't know what you do about that. I really don't. Um, which is probably worth then talking about the, the, the video. It's like the, the casing all of this is coming in, the video itself, right? Yeah. So this is, for people who haven't seen it yet, and I recommend people go watch, at least scrub through it, it is a roundtable style. It is. It is the official Xbox podcast. Is the branding on it right? Which I don't know if that's. A, I assume that's a thing that they do regularly. I assume it has of. to be a thing. Yeah, I assume Who so. Knows? Um, but it's a roundtable podcast. It's Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, Matt Booty, um, talking and being chaired by Tina Amini, who's previously of IGN. Um, did, Kotaku, right? I think Kotaku before that as well. But yeah. IGN specifically, like, did really good things at IGN. Like, she restructured a large chunk of how their their um, their podcasts and their videos are done. Like, yeah. she did a lot at IGN and now works for Xbox, right? But this is an officially branded thing. Like, this is their, like, like I kind of said at the start, like, this is a scripted, like, the way that they're reacting to these questions is disingenuous because all of these it's, people... It's- we're given these it's questions beforehand. Like it's, right, it's a corporate yeah. communication, right? Yeah. And we've seen hundreds of these videos, like Ubisoft puts these videos out all the time when they do developer interviews, like it's like, yeah, we know the questions. It's it's marketing, right? The questions they asked here, which they were in full control of and could like really tailor, were pointed enough where it felt like it was a reporter asking these questions because yeah. A lot of them, they didn't answer them a lot of the time in a way that they want to deflect when a reporter asks a question they don't mm-hmm. actually want to answer. And this is an official, like, they could have crafted this in a much better way. And it it, it is insane to me that this is an official thing that I came mean, they out. don't need to, right? They could have done, but they don't need to. Like, they don't it's need just, to. But why, yeah. why do it in this way? Because all it does is, like, they, they had complete control over this thing and they came out looking not great, in my opinion, right? That's it's good in a way that you're seeing this but why would you put this out in this way and to me that screams this needed to happen this is like this is one of those things which is like 
an email goes out on the Monday that is like, we are doing this on Thursday, or this video, we are shooting this on Wednesday, it's coming out on Thursday, here are the questions, we're doing this, right? Like, that feels like this is a thing that's happening, which then ties into, if you list, look, talk to a lot, or listen to a lot of reporters and people who are in the know of this kind of stuff, most of them say that this has been a internal conflict inside Xbox for a while about the exclusivity versus put it everywhere conversation right okay which then suggests that like maybe the starfield thing was an internal leak to start some of this happening on one side or the other yeah 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 but to me this video because of the questions they're asking like why isn't this a change in xbox strategy is a reporter asked question right which there's no good answers to that the the question there are no good ways of framing that other than saying like we're not changing strategy which is kind of what they said so we're putting these four games and we're trying it but everything else is fine stop asking us these questions yeah guys you're the ones asking the questions you're you set the questions you set the questions you you wrote the exam and then fucked it in a couple of interesting ways it's just it's so weird it's just such a strange video when you watch it yeah um yeah, oh, I mean, it's it's not. Yeah, it's it's a it's a corporate communication. Like they always look weird when you but, when you look but, at them from the outside. But, but you, at this point, as people who are as like relatively media savvy who have seen a bunch of these things, like us, like we know what these things look like, right? This is an exceptionally crafted. We are going to ask you the question. Like it's the fucking, it's the fucking Trump interview from 2016, which was like, it feels like your campaign has the momentum of a runaway freight train. How are you so yeah, awesome? Like yeah, that is that yeah. those questions, right? Aren't you great? Yeah. Aren't you so? Why are we so good at this? How are you yeah. so sexy? Right? Like those those are the questions that get asked. And this didn't feel like that. This felt like they they just didn't do the thing, which you feel like would be good, but also they're not doing it enough for it to actually be good. Which then is a good segue into the Verge article, which I've read. Um, so Tom Warren, who's a longtime uh, Microsoft reporter, games reporter for the Verge, um, got to talk to Phil Spencer and ask a bunch of questions, which uh, actual reporter questions, which I think get into some really interesting things. Um, this quote fucking killed me. Um, this is, uh, what was the actual question? Uh, I'm just trying to get the... so the question was um, Tom asks or if the goal is more people playing games and more people discovering them why not why just these four games and not more you say you want to learn yeah. from these but surely if they're hugely successful and you see that more people are playing them you do more in the future right just a question just Phil Spencer's response yes but we haven't seen that yet we're obviously one of the biggest publish- publishers on PlayStation and Nintendo today when you think about the Activision Blizzard and Bethesda lineup of games, so we know what it means to ship games on Steam, PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox. I hate this because yeah. that is the most uh like Yeah, it's cause you own all the companies. Like, that's not that's the most like winning by default answer you can possibly like Yeah, you own Bethesda and Activision, right? Activision sells quadrillions of copies yep. of Call of Duty every year. Blizzard and um king now as well like they put out so many different versions of game like yeah of course yeah of course because you you bought the companies like it's not like a it's not a reflection on the 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 quality of xbox it's like yeah you buy the you buy the cigarette company and then you're like we're the biggest seller of cigarettes yeah it's like yeah okay sure fine um but also even on then like more than yeah and ubisoft like ubisoft forever put out every game they have on every platform yeah and have done for bigger than like ea ubisoft or anything that tencent owned like, or tencent that's... yeah or tencent yeah. A publisher mm, i don't know they own a bunch what... of stuff I don't they know. own a bunch I'm of just... stuff right but they're not they don't maybe they don't call themselves publishers who knows but like even with the ea and ubisoft like really how are you how are you classifying yeah biggest, biggest publisher we own the most shit maybe probably um i saw that was a that was a insane thing um he asks about um their future plans and tom warren asks does that involve a handheld you keep liking loads of tweets about handhelds <laughs> um spencer's response i'm a big fan of handhelds breaks for laugh i'm a big fan but have nothing to announce which says to me that there's a handheld coming at some point which makes total fucking sense you have a hardware division 
you own yep. Windows and you have a streaming platform, like yeah, you're going to make a Steam Deck. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I I feel like we really companies really need to start addressing their fans, their their, their fuckhead fans more directly because you get questions like. Obviously, you saw the Xbox fan reaction to some of the rumors. People worried about their digital library in the future of the console. How are you going to keep those fans and keep the Xbox ecosystem alive? Response, I always take the feedback from our most ardent fans very seriously. Don't stop that. Don't. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> idea. They're insane. Stop doing that. Um, we're coming out of a December where we had our highest Xbox engagement ever in the history of the console. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Um, xbox engage- like engagement with the brand like are yeah, you including like all tweet likes more, and like all that stuff more like, people turned on their xboxes over the christmas period like yeah probably like because it's a big holiday that everyone like what does what um the, i don't think it's in this article but i think it's another article i can't source it so take this from with a grain of, grain of salt but one of the other things that, that a lot of people were talking about was like is this move as a result of them, or a result of uh, Game Pass subscriptions uh, plateauing, basically? Sure. And yeah. basically, the reporting that I saw, again, I can't source it, but said, basically said, yes, it's about 34 million subscriptions, and it has been that for a while, when they stopped reporting Game Pass subscribers at some point. So that yeah. has basically plateaued as well. So they're like, okay, this is the next step you do. Um... The really interesting one here as well, this is interesting to me because I'm into this kind of thing, but um, they talk about, uh, well, the two things. One, this is the Warren's question. I want to go back to something you mentioned in the FTC Microsoft case, which we've talked about in the podcast a lot. Um, you testified that putting Xbox games on PlayStation means that Sony uses 30% of the revenue that they get from those, certain, from those transactions to basically try and kill Xbox or undermine Xbox in certain ways. So why would you want to do more games on that platform if that's the case? Again, I think the answer is streaming, but for these four games specifically. Um, uh, Spencer responds, maybe that's why we're doing four breaks for laughter. Cool, great. Um, Mm. I'm going to learn about our partnership with other platforms. I'm going to learn about what happens with our players. I think it will benefit the games that we're putting there, and that's a good thing for us. And if if we can use other platforms that have gamers, and maybe some of those gamers don't want to play on PC and don't want to play on Xbox, then it can help grow our business. So that says to me, like, we are going to eat the 30%. Well, until we can move everything to streaming. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the, yeah. We're going to eat the 30% because we'll make some money that we weren't going to make before. Okay, fine. Like, at that point, you're going to fund Sony, which in that point, you're going to put out the games that don't make huge sales, so you don't feed them too much. Like, it's like, sure. You're going to drip drip feed the people that's owning the If the net result is that other things are punitive to the Xbox platform and try and limit our growth, then we'll have to think more carefully about how we support those other platforms that are like, if this doesn't make monetary sense for us, we're not going to do it, which is, yeah, no yeah. shit. Cool, fine. Um, he straight up asks, like, Microsoft used to track the success of Xbox, or at least the executive compensation based on Game Pass, and that switched to content and services revenue. Can you say why this changed? And does this overall impact how Microsoft tracks the success of Xbox internally? Um, and it basically says it doesn't um or they he's saying they haven't um they also don't give number he doesn't give numbers on game pass subscribers in here um but basically says like we're not really but they also are because uh, here's the response we went to content services because it's actually more reflective now that game pass is kind of at a scale where it's sustainable profitable business for us which again yeah means it's plateaued usually um, we don't have to have discrete focus on Game Pass. We should really think about the health of the overall business on Xbox, which is people buying games, subscribing to games, buying items and games, and the things that people do on the platform that drive the business. Okay, sure, that all makes sense. And um, he talks about Power World for a while, which makes sense. Because Power I mean, World is yes, the Power biggest World, thing on the planet. So. Yeah, but also Power World is one of those things which is like nobody expected to do the numbers it did, I think, yeah. at launch. So, like, and it was on Game Pass. I think Tom's basically, uh, Tom Warren's basically like, would you not have been better? selling that game rather than putting on game pass he's like eh, we didn't know it was going to happen this happens sometimes sure. yeah um he talks about he asks him about the uh leaks about new hardware that they saw in the ftc documents <laughs> phil spencer responds i don't know about any leaks i don't know what you're talking about breaks for laughter <laughs> great okay um we're creating hardware blah blah, blah. does that involve a handheld we said that 
Um, the ex- so then he starts talking about the Xbox Mobile Store, which is the thing that um, Spencer has mentioned before, which again is selling Xbox access to Xbox games on other on mobile, basically. Yeah. Um, and this is the part. This is the other one I really want to mention. Um, so some of the this is the question is some of the regulatory work isn't done like you mentioned so what do you think about apple's changes for the dma and is there room for xbox cloud gaming now on ios so for background we haven't talked about this on here but like i've been following this quite clearly because i think it's one of the worst cases of malicious compliance technology i think they've ever done but basically apple get hit with uh, eu monopoly um cases basically and resolved those cases in a bunch of different ways for iOS, basically, the things they have to do now is they have to allow third-party payment, which was a thing you couldn't do on iOS. So you did, yeah. ha- so you now no longer have to go through the iOS store. The end result of that means that, like, yes, you can now do payment, but rather than paying Apple thirty percent, you'd have to pay them twenty-seven percent, which is just like fuck you. <laughs> like it's it's technically applying the law, but in a way that means nobody can actually do it. And um, mm-hmm. they have to allow third-party stores, so you have to be able to install applications not just via the app store again those stores have to be verified by apple they have to be um listed all of the things on the store have to be notarized by apple a bunch of other stuff that means basically nobody's going to do it probably um and also um what was the third one uh third party browsers which is a thing that i'll yeah. i care about and it's not relevant here but fuck that is ins- as somebody who's whose job is dependent on knowing what browsers run on which machines this is a good sign, but also is the wor- again malicious compliance, fucking insane. So the two that, that really care about here is: does this mean the Xbox are going to launch a Xbox App Store on iOS? Right, huge mobile platform. It makes a lot of sense. Um, from Spencer, quote: There is not room for us to monetize Xbox Cloud Gaming on iOS. I think the proposal that Apple put forward doesn't go far enough to open up. In fact, you might even say they go the opposite direction in some way, but they definitely don't go far enough to open up competition on the world's largest gaming platform. Which is interesting for two things. One, don't expect to see an Apple store anytime soon. Because, uh, sorry, nope. uh, Xbox store anytime soon because um, Apple have created so many restrictions on it that it's basically not worth doing. And then also this to me, when you have somebody like Microsoft saying this and a bunch of other companies also saying this, I think Epic have said something similar if they were going to put an Epic store on, on iOS. Um, this is going to go back to EU court, 100%. This is going to go back and be like, they're fucking, they fucking you over. They have not yeah, solved any course, actual yeah. problems. Like, they're going to go back to this. But again, that is, that's a solution for them. They keep talking about, Xbox keeps talking about mobile. They are desperate to get Game Pass streaming on mobile. They are just not, they have to do it in a way that is going to make them any money. And currently they can't on iOS, right? It's interesting um yeah and then just finally like tom or ask with xbox games coming to ps5 and switch what is xbox to microsoft now it's a very general like it's a good it's actually yeah. a pretty good question because it's like how are you structuring this business in a way since you're not doing platform exclusivity to the same degree that you were before um it's just it's this is a quote from a Xbox is our gaming platform and content business. It's the number one consumer business that Microsoft has. I think you may have commented on looking at last quarter's earnings. We're now the third largest business in the company, right? So I think there was a lot of rumors a good few years ago that we're going to spin off Xbox into its own company. Nope. It's Microsoft's third nope. largest business. Yeah. Not yep. going to happen. Um, but it is, it is very much a case of like they are seeing Xbox as a what was the phrase they used? Gaming platform and content business. So this is their direct consumer. Like we are selling content. This is our, um, like direct. Like they would sell movies on this platform if they would. Do they? Does Xbox sell? Does Xbox have a video store? I don't know. To I be honest, I think so. But the, the, that's the kind of model they're taking, right? This is a content business. Not they do not describe it as a hardware business. Gaming platform and content business. So right. the hardware will only make sense to me if they can if it makes sense for their content business right it's yeah yeah um so yeah that's kind of it so i I think it's so to kind of surmise it for me like it's um it's way less than people thought the rumors were going to be but it sets an interesting 
precedent for tone. what they're going to do. Yeah. yeah, it sets an interesting tone. And I think if I was, if I was an Xbox person, if I had even a normal Xbox person, and by normal I mean like I've invested a bunch of money and time into this ecosystem. Like even yeah. if you're diverse it for like a by Sony that, thing. Yeah, by that you mean you own an Xbox. You own at an that Xbox. Point. Yeah, all your friends are an Xbox. You've probably built, yeah. bought a bunch of digital games in the Xbox store because that's what they've been pushing. Game Pass is a really yeah. good thing that you can use. That's why you bought an Xbox. You look at this in the future and you're like, okay. Again, the question that most people have at this point is like, why would I buy an Xbox at this point? Right. Again, hardware doesn't matter as much to them. They're going to reevaluate the hardware business. But like, when the Xbox series x2 comes out why would i buy this and their answer is game pass and yep. streaming and a year's worth of exclusivity ish for some games and it's like okay fine but a year later i'll get them on my ps5 and also i get last of us uncharted spider-man yakuza like all of these like actually yakuza is not exclusive anymore never mind but like and you get the entire Japanese game market on PlayStation. So you're like, uh, it, I, think, I, th- I think the end result is kind of the same as I felt when the last generation of consoles were coming out, the PS5 Series X yeah. era, is like, if you want to play the most games, you need a PC and a PS5. A decent PC yep. and a PS5. Yep. Which doesn't leave a lot of room for an Xbox. Um, no. Now, Xbox comes out with a handheld to rival the Steam Deck that plays a version of windows that also is hooked into game pass and can also run steam there you've got a seller i think but in terms of buying a hardware xbox uh, yeah how much how much does that end up being though like that's yeah how well does that they I could guess, I do it know. like microsoft have a hardware i guess they could do it right? yeah like they could do it you turn i'm wondering your... i'm wondering how close they are to getting something like that after they saw the success of the steam deck like that's i think they could make a good case right like the, the yeah the, the big thing about the Steam Deck is that you can't run. I mean, you can, but not like officially. Like you can't yeah. run. It's difficult to get other stores on that thing that's not Steam, right? Yes, it's Linux, so you can install them all. But like the normal people who buy a Steam Deck to play Steam games, like it's kind of tricky to add yeah. like GOG and Epic yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that on it. Plus, the can't play, still can't play Destiny on it, right? Because it doesn't run the the yeah cheap protection that kind of stuff. If you can put a hard a piece of hardware like a lot of other like the rog handheld and the razor one that just oh, runs yeah. windows if you can come out as the as the windows company if you can come out with a handheld that runs a version of windows that runs everything windows does and is and gets you game pass and lets you install whatever the fuck you want yeah that's 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 a good handheld at that point um that is probably more worth it than an xbox will be i think maybe i don't know we'll need to see what what comes out but one of the quotes as well from the, the video was like their next generation of hardware is like they're talking about like technical leaps and bounds that we've never seen before. And it's like in what direction? Because like between four and f- between like the last generation, previous generation, it's like cool ray tracing on hardware, like cool. But like not, not much else has changed. Like what no. what are you talking about when you say leaps and bounds? Who knows? Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Do you have anything? Any other final comments? No, we... I think it's. I, I think it's been covered. Like it's just going to be a weird time for. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a weird time for Microsoft. They like very clearly stated out this is what we're going to do. So yeah. it's just, and nothing's really changed. I guess it just depends on how successful this experiment, quote unquote, is going to be. Yeah. But even then, even if it's wildly successful, they're not going to be putting fucking indiana jones or starfield or whatever on other platforms anytime soon is kind of what i'm getting they will put out all of their like smaller stuff like maybe hellblade or whatever but like who knows hellblade again feels like part part i feel like hellblade's maybe too major but yeah like the problem with this is that because xbox doesn't have a lot of tentpole anymore like i assume that's why my guess was going to be that's why they bought bethesda was because bethesda can churn out tentpoles and then starfield failed well not failed Starfield did not yeah, review sure. as well as it should do for a Bethesda yeah, game. Yeah, Starfield was just another Bethesda game, yeah. Yeah, like, they're looking for they're looking for a Spider-Man or a Last of Us, and I think Hellblade, they're going to push Hellblade as that, which is fucking wild, because Hellblade is not that kind of game. Like, I, I no, love the not, original Hellblade, yeah. and it is not a mainstream game in any way, shape, or form, right? Like, no. it's, um, 
what they are considering tr- high end or not triple A, but like tent polish enough to keep exclusive. Like, who knows? But Pentiment's coming to more platforms, which apparently is a good thing. That's good. Yourself. Yeah, more eyes for that game. Yep, absolutely. For like the eight people that played it or whatever yep. is good. So, yeah. I hear people should play Pentiment. People should play that game. Well, again, I don't know that everybody should play that game, but the people that look at it and think it looks cool should probably play more that game. people should try Pentiment. Yeah, absolutely. People should try it, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's everything Um. from here. There's not a lot of other real news that we can... That I was, we're going to see if there's any quick hits we want to hit, but actually there's nothing really that's nah. happened since Um. that's worth talking about. Um. <laughs> yeah, again, vaguely related, but like the ubisoft exec saying that people need to get comfortable with quote not owning games yeah that's fuck you covered not, yeah. one fuck you and also that's covered by what we were doing yeah um yeah that was everything um what we got coming up uh pacific drive is the week you're hearing this i think it's the thursday of the week you're hearing this like super excited about that game um you have what else is coming you said unicorn your re- rebirth happens on the 29th then it's unicorn it's overlord then it's yeah then it's unicorn overlord then it's dragon's dogma 2 yep dragon's dogma 2 that's the other one um yep. site stuff i have desperately trying to edit a video to get it out i'm i'm super proud of the way it looks right now um it's a slightly more of an experiment it's me going back to like trying to make slightly more scripted like edited videos as opposed to just gameplay footage trying to relearn how to do that in an effective way i'm pretty happy with how it comes out but it's so much work it's so much work i don't yeah. know how people do this if you don't like this has to be your only thing like if you're a content creator this has to be your only thing that you do in order for you to well, yeah, a level of content that if you're doing like out. super edited videos Fuck yeah me. it takes a lot Jesus. of time um so yeah that'll be coming out probably this week maybe next week sometime uh and then we'll be back in two weeks with another regular podcast about whatever's been happening since then yeah uh com is the name of the website you can find all the videos articles and podcasts are there youtube.com slash start subscribe there get notified when we put up new videos uh facebook twitter co-host blue sky yes those are the places you can subscribe and uh, we'll post there when new stuff goes up um i will get rss working eventually <laughs> stop asking me um that's everything stay safe enjoy whatever you're playing and we will see you in two weeks goodbye goodbye